Welcome to the Difference Makers podcast presented by Waterproof. I'm your host, Justin Tamani. In this podcast, you'll hear from some of the top coaches, brand managers, and athletes on earth. From starting out to where they are now, we'll explore the journey of how they became a Difference Maker. Before we keep going, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to hear more from the Difference Makers. All right, guys, we're live. This is the Difference Makers podcast. My name is Justin Tamani. I'll be your host today. Today we have with us Sophia Davenport. She is a player on the, sorry, player in the grid league yeah. for the <laughs> Tampa Bay Brigade. She grew up in a circus. We're going to find out all about that. And uh, CrossFit athlete as well. So, Sophia, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. So tell me a little bit. You started off, we were chatting here for a second before we started recording, and you said, I grew up in a circus. Yeah. like So tell not, me about that. <laughs> not just being funny, like I actually grew up in a circus. Um, so my family, both sides were in it their entire lives. Um, I'm fifth generation, kind of the black sheep because I'm not still in it. Uh, mom was an aerialist. Dad worked with lions and tigers. He owned actually the unit that we were on. Um, worked with elephants as well. All my brothers work with animals. Uh, I was a contortionist. I was an aerialist. I did hula hoops upside down and on fire, like in the air. It was a fun childhood, way different. (laughs) Did you start as a contortionist? What did you, how did you, how do you get into being a contortionist? Um, so since my dad was the owner, I was, I guess, introduced to a lot of different acts, right? Okay. Uh, a lot of families kind of specialize, like you have the Wallendas, for example, did wire walking. That's what that family's known for. Um, then you have people who are known for working with animals or people who are known for, I don't know, various different subjects. Um, I was fortunate enough. I was friends with a lot of people. We were the only kids most of the time on the circus. So we would just kind of hang out with the adults. Um, I started riding elephants when I was 18 months old. I started doing aerial when I was four months old. I'm uh, sorry, four years old. That's going to say. <laughs> like not four months, four years old. Um, my mom, like, obviously helped me with a lot of that because she was an aerialist as well. And then one year, somebody was doing a whole bunch of back handsprings and, like, handstands. And so I was like, oh, I want to learn that. So then I learned that from a Hungarian uh, coach who was with us as well. He spoke 14 different languages. He was really cool. Just as older dude who, you know, like to help out. So every day I would practice. Um, Fun fact, I didn't learn how to do an appropriate handstand until recently. Actually, my coach now is very strict on those, (laughs) but I didn't know how to kip forward into a handstand until CrossFit. I always learned from a back bend. So I'd go, yeah, it was really difficult when I started doing CrossFit to go forward. It was scary for me. So when, how I learned was a back bend, and then you'd raise your head until your feet were off the ground because you were sitting on your head. And then at that point, you were in a handstand. Okay. That doesn't work for like handstand pushups or handstand <laughs> walks or like any of that stuff. No. So for the longest time, I still had an arch, a really big arch in handstands and handstand walks. And my coach now is like, that's, we're no more circus handstand walks. We're going to fix that. I was like, okay. <laughs> um so and then i did rings too up in the air swinging like 60 feet up so when it came to ring muscle ups i learned those before i learned bar muscle up which i heard was backwards most people learn bar first yeah i did flying trapeze i did wire walking um 
worked with horses, did trick riding, did a lot, did a lot of stuff. <laughs> you did a lot of stuff. So how long, how long were you doing circus and traveling for? Um, most of my life and I did homeschool for the longest time. I went to public high school. That was very different for me. Uh, <laughs> different just, kind of animals. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I remember calling my mom. I was a freshman. And I was like, you know, you know, that movie legally blonde and like how she talks in it. She's like, as if, and whatever. And my mom's like, yes. And I said, like, well, that's kind of how they all talk here. And it's freaking me out. <laughs> like, cause I didn't have that vocabulary. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I do now, but I, I grew up around adults and it was just a different, it was different life. Like we had to be more mature for our age yeah. than what we were. Um, especially with our parents being the owners, you know, we had a lot to do on the day on our daily jobs list. Yeah. So, and then, you know, starting from a young age, how much of the year were you traveling for? Was it like year round? Was it summertime, winter? Um, so our seasons kind of varied. Most circuses start in March when it starts to warm up and then they go through right before Thanksgiving and then they'll be closed and that'll be like their downtime Mm -hmm. for us. Every other winter we flew out to Hawaii and we would tour the islands. Um, so we spent like every other winter still working and then every other summer we would go out to Alaska and tour out around there. And then the other summer was in Canada. So it was there was a lot. Um, I got to see a lot as a kid, you know, and yeah. it was cool. And I kind of took it for granted. Like now when I look back, I'm like, oh, I'd really like to go back there. And I look at the plane tickets. I'm like, oh, maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I'll stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a good time. The last time I toured was 2002. And I did it, a winter tour to make money for college. So I was in, okay. I was in college, but I didn't want to do student loans. Like I had a lot of friends with horror stories on student loans, yep. right? So I worked <laughs> my way through. Yeah. I, my first two years were paid for from scholarships. And then after that, I just did a lot of jobs. Um, and I went to, I took a semester off and I went to New York in the dead of winter. It was terrible. And did this tour with my aunt's circus. Okay. And um, it was cold, but that was the last time I did aerial and worked and all that. So your aunt had their, her circus? Mm-hmm, my and aunt your, and uncle have their own too. And then your parents had their circus? Yes. And then my oldest brother has his own unit with his wife as well. Um, There's six kids in my mom's family. And I think they're all retired now, except for her and her younger sister. And they all retired and went into teaching. (laughs) So they're all teachers. All right. (laughs) My, My dad's side, they're all still involved. So that's, hey, the whole, it's family business. It is a family business. <laughs> you have That's to awesome. love that life if you want to stay in it. It's very hard. Oh, I can imagine. It's just that even, you know, like the touring life for mm-hmm. something like a musician and then, yeah. you know, factoring, It's very similar. Yeah. Animals and yeah. the longevity of animals and their ability to travel is the mm-hmm. thing that I think would be that. That's very the hardest part, right? So my dad's bloodline is training cats, like big cats. Um, that's what his father was known. That's what his dad's dad was known. So known for. Um, and when you travel, if like the weather's terrible, then you've got to be sure that you, that's why we kind of follow the seasons. Yeah. Right. So you can't be up North when it's cold. Cause it's too hard on them. Like the mm-hmm. cats, maybe not so much, but it would be hard on the elephants and where it was, warm enough that the elephants would be okay if it was too hot then the cats wouldn't be okay and those those were like we owned all of that we had this one elephant in our life 
like she was basically our babysitter growing up mine and my little brothers like (laughs) we had nine of them at one point in our like little herd um as a matter of fact on the texas renaissance festival i'll go and visit my godfather and he's got three of the girls that i grew up with so i i go visit the elephants and family during that time too (laughs) this may be a weird question but do they recognize you I feel, I feel like they do. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I jump in there with them and they don't, they're not afraid. Yeah. They seem like, you know, Oh, that's just you again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit, but nice it's to see been, you. <laughs> it's been like a year. It's good to see you again. <laughs> that's funny. So then how did that, okay. Being in the circus growing up, going through school, how did that lead into the training that you do now? And, and, for CrossFit, for Grid, like how did that all connect together and how did that lead into each other? Oh gosh. Okay. Um, so I went to a private school for seventh and eighth grade and down the road, there was a karate school. My little brother was like a gamer and most animal trainers are not in shape. They're just in a shape. And that was like, (laughs) my little brother was turning into an a shape person. Um, (laughs) So my mom for Christmas one year, got him three months of karate lessons, right? So I would walk with him to the karate school and sit there. And I'm like, well, if I'm sitting here, I just want to do this. Mm -hmm. So the deal was I had to wait for him to belt test first. So he would outrank me because he's my little brother, but then he would have like a higher rank than me. Yeah, (laughs) They thought that was fair. It was a terrible idea. Um, (laughs) So we would walk in like arguing and my master instructor would let us spar before class. That was fun. Cause then we oh. could just hit each other as hard as we wanted to. And I felt better after that. Um, <laughs> but even though he's my little brother, he's always bigger than me. Um, yeah. So it was kind of, it was more fair when we were padded up. I felt like um, he didn't stick with it. I did. I'm now a fifth degree black belt and own my own school. Um, I've traveled internationally for that and fought full knock- knockout uh, weapons, breaking, like you name it. I did it. I was on various teams. I ran the state of Texas as far as uh, the USSSA referees committee went, hosted tournaments, made sure kids were ready for nationals. I've nationally ranked students underneath me, masters underneath me. I've been in this 28 years at this point, so it's been a long time. Um, Wait, when you say masters underneath you, you don't mean like masters athletes. You mean like karate masters. Correct. Yeah, we're not we're not to CrossFit yet. Okay. So master belt. So I have fourth degree, like kids that have been with me from five or six years old, and they made it all the way up to like the adult stuff and became a master belt in Tongsudo, which is what we teach. So it's the it's the parent to Taekwondo. So they're very similar. So when we compete, it's usually Taekwondo. Um, Got it. A lot of it is it's it's really just forms are the difference but when it comes to sparring when it comes to weapons when it comes to breaking like that's all the same yeah um so i was married for a little bit there and had a son and after having my son i couldn't drop the weight that i had put on because my body was so used to like that type of training right Mm -hmm. so i was sitting with my husband having lunch one day and he had already started crossfit at that point he was a couple months into it and we were at some barbecue place and I remember stuffing my face and like looking up and ESPN had the games on and it was Annie Thor's daughter and like it was the women's group yeah. and they were climbing ropes. I'm like, I could climb a rope. This is what you do every day when you go to CrossFit. I can do that. <laughs> and he's like, well, you should come with me. I was like, because he worked during the day and I obviously taught class at night. So we couldn't go yeah. to the same class. So I went 
<laughs> my first week, I only made it like two days because I was so sore and I couldn't move. And then I, I had to build up to it. And I remember sitting there and I told the coach at the time, and I was, we were done with the warm up, and I really thought I was going to throw up. And then we had to do like the workout. And I told him, I was like, you know why women in Texas stay big? Because it's easier to make babies and eat food. Like this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our food here is wonderful. This this is crap. But I'll see you in a couple of days when I recover because <laughs> it was bad. So I the first um, I started in March of 2012. And I was 176 okay. pounds, I think. Um, for reference, when I got pregnant, I was 112 pounds. That was my weight class. So oh, I had, yep. yes, everybody makes that face. Um, yeah. Once you do the math on that, you, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. I'm 5'1". I'm like not a very tall person. Um, and I wanted to compete that year and go back to nationals for Taekwondo. So July... Third, I weighed in at 130 pounds flat, which was in a different weight class. And I was, I still felt heavy. But when I got in that ring, my legs were so strong from CrossFit and nice. so strong. I was like, hmm, maybe I just fight heavier now. <laughs> this is great. This works. Yeah. yeah, this works. I mean, I won all my divisions. It was really hard, but I won all my divisions and went back to team trials and got my spot back on the team. Um, so then for a little bit there, I was competing in both. So in CrossFit, I was learning all the skills. I didn't want to do even the open if I couldn't do it at RX. Right. Yeah. So I didn't do the 2013 open. Um, I was still competing in Taekwondo and I was still competing in like demo team stuff and running the school. The Wadproof Pro experience contains hundreds of training sessions that will boost your progress, whether you're a beginner or a pro. Start your seven-day free trial now and get access to all of our top-level training programs. Search the Wadproof app or click the link inside this episode description to find out more. And still doing CrossFit. And at that point, I'd finally made it up to five days a week. So I was super excited about that. Um, and then it got to the point where my body just couldn't really handle both, right? Yeah. Um, hitting heavier weights and learning that eating is good for you instead of working out on a deficit. Like I was at 800 calories a day and I, I wasn't functioning. Yeah. Well, and at that point in time, the weight class was more important to me. Yeah. And I had it in my head that I wanted to get back down to 112 and it just wasn't happening. Um, and it couldn't, I mean, I was at 12% body fat at that point. And that's sitting a big at jump to have to make. Yeah. And I was sitting at 127 pounds and I was just like, I can't drop anymore. There's nothing on me to lose. Um, so then I made the decision to retire. So that was the first time I retired from Taekwondo. That was the first year. Uh, <laughs> and then kind of focused on CrossFit, did the open for the first time. Um, our team that was still, still regionals around back then. Yep. So we were in the top 40 in our region and we're like, man, we could actually maybe make it next year. So we really started working on that over at CrossFit Conroe was getting our team together and trying to, I, I don't make it right. Yeah. See what we could do. And we were doing every competition under the sun that we could do <laughs> to try to prepare for that. Um, then I got back into it in 20. 17. Yes. So at the end of 2017 for 13 weeks straight, I was either competing in CrossFit or I was fighting at a tournament. Uh, that was not the smartest thing for me to do. 
<laughs> I got my first invite to like pro level individual for CrossFit. So that was cool. Like I was competing against uh, or next to Alexis Johnson. She kind of ran away with, you know, the event, but at the regionals or, uh, this was at, um, wad gods in okay. Shreveport, Louisiana. So I did the qualifier that they had. They had an online qualifier that year. It was their first year. And I mean, those guys put on a phenomenal event. It's growing every year. They do a swim wad every year, which is like, you know, the death of every CrossFitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know how to swim without plugging my nose until CrossFit either. CrossFit's taught me so much. I had a teammate. She's like, you're going to go get swim lessons because you can't be my teammate if you're plugging your nose doggy paddling next to me. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll go fix that real quick. Um, <laughs> that was terrible. Um, so anyway, that was in December. The weekend before that, I had state to go back to nationals for Taekwondo. And um, it was funny because the girl that I was fighting in finals, I had three fights that day. And in finals, um, I hadn't fought her in probably 12 years. <laughs> so oh, she's yeah. she had bumped up a weight class. I bumped up a few. I didn't care at that point. I was 140 pounds. I was like, it's solid muscle. I'm still flexible. I'm still fast. So if these girls can keep up with me in this weight class, that's fine. More power to them. So this girl gets in there and I'm like rocking it. I'm like, this is great. I can breathe. I didn't have to like, you know, not eat. I ate all yeah. the food I wanted to. And it was phenomenal. But um, she started to attack and I was playing defense and moving backwards. And my feet got tripped up with hers. And I landed on my shoulder outstretched. Ooh. And I saw the video. You can see it do that. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. I didn't feel anything. The adrenaline was going I felt nothing until Monday. That was on a Saturday. And then on Monday, um, I was like, that doesn't feel good. And then I went to Shreveport to do that um, comp. And that was that was week 13. So that was the last comp of this 13-week stretch. And I'm all taped up. And the, I made it into finals. And the first, so the way they do their finals is it's an elimination. So the top five go in in the first round. The top four move on to the next round. And then three, and then two, and then one. So there's it's like a tiered yeah. final. It's really fun, but it is fast paced. And the first part of it was muscle ups and deadlifts. Like this is great. I'm really good at both of those. My shoulder don't feel so good. Oh, so yeah. at the time though, my max set of muscle ups was three and it was five. And then like, I don't know, 20 deadlifts or something. And the coach at the time that was with me, he's like, well, you better do all five. I'm broken. I'm like, okay. That'll be a PR, but cool. <laughs> yeah. So I did them. I was like, holy crap. And then I like ran and I was the first one to finish. It's like, that's cool. But everything was tweaking and the shoulder. So I went, we got done with that. And um, I went and got it checked out and come to find out I had a grade two, almost three tear in the AC joint. So okay. three would mean surgery. Yeah. And it was like, bored, like holding on by a thread. So I was in a sling. <laughs> oh, for that all the way until the day 18 one was announced it's like cool okay. it was also my first year in masters that year so the 2018 season was my first year for 35 39 um and i was in a sling all the way up until it started so it wasn't terrible i finished 325th in the world but at the same time it was like i was like this for forever <laughs> yeah how long did it take to recover from that um well, the open was good to kind of gauge where I was. It wasn't good mentally, but it was good physically. 
mentally, you know, you think you should have been where you were, but you're, you're yeah. just not. Yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to run or jump. Not that I didn't mind not having to run, but I wasn't allowed to like do box jumps or anything either. Cause they didn't want it to like jolt. Yeah. Um, that year I made granite games on a pro team, pro women team. That's where I met Marissa Oxenford, who's actually one of my teammates now on brigade. She lived in Pennsylvania at the time. She moved to Tampa and we got her on the team and she's like a little, little badass gymnast that does everything. Um, I made, what else did I make that year? I, that fall was when I did the trials for grid. Yeah. So I was doing online stuff and I was scrolling through Instagram one night and I was already doing online qualifiers. And then I saw these people were like making money on these weekly things. I was like, damn, I could do that. Let's do that. So I missed the first two, but I won the last eight, but I got signed Ooh. after the first two that I did. So okay. I didn't make the last $600 because there was a rule. Oh, if you were sure. signed, you couldn't win yeah. money. So grid <laughs> was doing an online kind of qualifier event or online competition event. Well, and it, it also opened the door for you to be on a team. Right. So it's, it was their online combine basically. Okay. Um, so everybody competed on it. You had to download a, a different app and submit your videos that way. And then how it works, and they still do it now. The rules are a little different now. So this was, it was in its infancy back then, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, if you win and you're already signed by a team, but you haven't played yet, you still win the money. I'm like, why could <laughs> have we done this back then, guys? Come on. Yeah. Um, and now they let current players go against rookies, like wannabes. Yeah. And if a rookie beats everybody, like if their time's the top time out of a current athlete, they get the current athlete's money too. Oh. So they could win like $200. Okay. It's like, man, that's so great. <laughs> let's take a step back because I'm not sure if people know what grid is. Can you explain? So you are a player in the Florida Grid League. Yes. But grid started a few years prior. Yes. As the more NPTL. Of a, yeah, as a more of a national competitions but so explain to people what grid is and and when we say you're a player on the team like how is that different than crossfit okay so being a part of a team? i guess the easiest way is to think of like a basketball team or even a football team right but for crossfit and everybody yeah. has a specific position so i play utility which is kind of like the all-around player um then you have strength specialists they only go out and lift something heavy they don't do any burpees or anything of the such and then they go out and tag somebody else back in you have the gymnast for example marissa she's i don't know 410 411 and maybe 90 pounds soaking wet so she's not going to lift any heavy barbells right mm -hmm. but she can go out there and do freestanding handstanding push-ups like nobody's business go out and tag me to go do a barbell so you can take a wad that we would normally do in CrossFit a 21-15-9, just for sake of argument. Mm -hmm. And normally, I would have to go do the whole wad, right? Or if I was on a team, it would be synchro at some point, or I would do a round and somebody else would do a round. In grid, if I'm really good at squat cleans and Marissa's really good at handstand push-ups, then when it comes to the squat cleans, I can do the squat cleans tag her in for the handstand push-ups. She can go tag somebody else in for whatever's next. And you don't have to do the entire rep either. So you want to do as many as you can do fast. Once you start yeah. to slow down, you hand it off to somebody else. You just have to tag them in. Okay. So everything's done 
fast, as fast as humanly possible. If you, if you go slow, your coach tags you out. Nope. Go get so-and-so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the layout is different than CrossFit too. It's, it's, laid out mm-hmm. in in like kind of four quadrants on the floor correct, correct? yep yeah so and each quadrant is 20 foot um and each quadrant for each different race has different stuff going on um so the races are all the same names and the same layouts but the movements will be different between matches okay. so the match is the entirety of everything and the race is like each workout and then for a match how many workouts are there how many races are there it varies. We're okay. <laughs> thanks to COVID, it kind of got shortened. So yeah. before a match would last two hours easily. Okay. Um, now they're like an hour. So they kind of combine things, move things. They learned some stuff during COVID where they took some um, things that were kind of repetitious and took them out. Um, there's times when it's just male athletes or just female athletes. And uh, most of the time it's combined. So for example, if the movement is a power snatch at 115 for women, then when you hand the barbell off to your male counterpart, he's got to do a full snatch. Okay, so, they so they're sharing squat. the same barbell. Yes, we do share the same barbell, and it's usually women's barbells. Okay. Um, when it comes to ladders, though, they're separate barbells. So the yeah. guys will have men, and the women will have women. Okay. So I watched some of those highlight videos and I was looking mm-hmm. and I was like, those things are bending. So I was like, they must be women's yeah. bars. So that makes sense. I mean, I bend barbells. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. At like 95 pounds, I see them doing, I was watching the highlight reel and they were doing hang um, clusters essentially. And right. And when they hit the list. legs, it's just whipping and yeah, bending yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So that one's funny. That one was um, playoffs. Okay. And the it was 30 reps at hang squat cleans for women but Mm -hmm. once you handed it off to a guy then it was hang squat thrust uh cluster yeah yeah okay so they were doing the same weight but the men mm -hmm. had an additional portion of the movement which potentially could have been slower too yeah so it really just depends on who you have with you um For us, like our guys are kind of taller for that movement. So we just was like, I'll just do all 30. So I just sat there and was like, we'll just do all 30. Let me know when I'm done. Are we done? Nope, we're done. Oh, 30. Cool. Next, and tag somebody. <laughs> tag somebody else in. Right on. So looking at the league itself, how many teams are in the league right now? Eight. Eight. Okay. There's a North Conference and a South Conference. So you play throughout the season, and then you take the ones with the best um, – records and then they play for like title of conference south conference winner north conference winner and then those two teams play against each other for the championship got it okay so there's not like a big i mean i guess there is like a north and a south conference playoff structure and then yes right into that yes and it lasts all summer so okay you got Every couple of weeks, you've got them going, um, whether it's a South Conference or the North Conference. And then they train all the officials on everything. They have big official or rep, they call them referees. They have the big referee meeting for a weekend where they train them and they bring in players to do movements. So that way they can see like what could go wrong and what is a fault. So a no rep is a fault. They'll call yeah. a fault and make you redo it um, or where it's good. 
And when you watch the matches, the ones with the red hats, they're like the head people. I learned that this year. I had no idea. I was like, oh, I wonder why they were wearing a red hat. <laughs> they always have red hats on. They always have red hats on. What's up with those guys? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're they're the ones that are kind of overseeing the judges. Yes. Making sure that everything's like on point. Yes. Got it. Okay, so when people have, I, I mean, when Grid first started, this was mm-hmm. a big national competition series. They were, you know, yeah, teams they all had over the country. Big, big names. I mean, yeah, people who've won the games and been at the games, like mm-hmm. all of them were on that. And they sent them off. Like they weren't from, I remember Marco Coppola went to like another country to do his combine and then made it and then came back. Really? So I actually did one of the first grid combines. Yeah. I did one in Miami and just some of the names that were at the combine. Mm-hmm. Like I think a 18 year old Brooke Wells was there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't know. I think at the time she was 17 or 18 West Kitts, Who's on the national um, mm-hmm. weightlifting team was there. They both ended up going uh, on to grid teams. Klokov mm-hmm. was on the Baltimore grid team at one point. For a match. Um, I think it was Baltimore. Who, I know they had Enderton, right? Jared Enderton was on a team, yeah. And they had Ricky Morgan, who's on our grid team, okay. because he learned how to lift from them. And I'll tell you how stupid strong he is. He just did like a hang power clean at 405, literally last week. Ugh. I'm like, oh, <laughs> cool. Like, yeah. Hey, let's just do it from the hang. Why not? Jeez. Oh, it was from the hip. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I just hit clean 190. I'll be there one day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> God, 405. Mm-mm. That's a big lift. It so, is a big lift. <laughs> so then grid, though, that overall, that league kind of disbanded. And then, but for the yes. Florida League, it's still around. And, and how is it that the Florida League has survived in this way? Because I always thought grid was an exciting version of fitness to watch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it made it very structured there's a a clear winner at the end mm-hmm. everything was in a, a contained format like a match type format that was easy to consume right you didn't have to follow for six months to know you know this storyline and that storyline and okay, oh yeah, well, yeah. they qualified yeah. here they qualified there it was very much contained it was your team versus my team we do mm-hmm. this match we high five we have you know we have a winner <laughs> at the end yeah and I always thought it was super easy to consume and, and it was, it was exciting, but you know, maybe the eyeballs weren't there, but how has this Florida league survived and how is this Florida league still around? Do you kind of know the, the origins of that? I think, I don't know the origins of it. I do know that the people that run it love it and they want yeah. to do everything they can to grow it. Um, Mather is our head guy and he, he does everything he possibly can to make sure the teams are like getting what they need that the players, if there's an issue, like they have team owner meetings all the time. They have team manager meetings within that, right? It's the owners and the managers that come together. Um, They're always in talks with each other and he gets input from everyone. What did we like about this? What did we not like about this? This is what we have coming up. This is what I'm trying to do. Like our season opener this year was at the Europa in Orlando. Okay. Huge, huge yeah. event, right? There were so many things going on. 
we had the entire North and South conference teams there for two days, um, oh. doing their, doing their openers. Um, and that was really nice because then you, I started out on a South conference team. I didn't start out on the brigade. I got okay. stolen. Uh, <laughs> so I got picked up at first from the online combine by a team in the South conference. And then I was in Australia competing at masters worlds for international functional fitness. And okay. so was a girl from the brigade. And she's like, Hey, did you resign yet? I'm like, no, they hadn't sent me any paperwork yet. Huh? That's weird. And this was when, so it was a busy October. That's when the open was in October. We had two opens that year. We had one yeah. in March and one in October. So I did the week three, whatever open wad that was, it was a repeat with the kind of Diane handstand, handstand push up and deadlift. Yeah. I, I did that in the morning and that evening I did three events at worlds. <laughs> like Oof. it was a busy day. Yeah. Um, my redo wasn't that great, but I won all the other events that afternoon. So I was like, okay, I can live with that. And at that point, that's when I was, cause that girl was in the age group below me. So international functional fitness, they start the masters at 30. So it's 30 to 34, yeah. 35 to 39. So What's interesting about that is our president for that was highly involved with the NPGL and is also friends with the people running FGL, Florida Grid yeah. League. So Mo was, I was telling, I was like, well, this girl, like she plays in the North Conference and kind of was like hinting that they need another utility player. And I haven't signed paperwork yet. He's like, you can't do anything until December 31st. That's when you're a free agent. Do you know that? I'm like, no, but I know that now. I won't say nothing. So I was very <laughs> quiet for a couple months. And I was a free agent for maybe 30 minutes when I got the text from the Tampa Bay coach, Chris Guerin. He's like, yo, you want to play for us? <laughs> I was like, sure, why not? You guys you win like all the time. I'll Get come play up. for you. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Then, the North Conference was intimidating. They are okay. very strong in the North um, compared to my first year in the South. And now it's just, there's so many strong players now. Like you've got strength specialists who can handstand walk. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you guys were allowed to do that or that you could do that. Um, yeah. But they are like, people want to win and they're training for it. And there's a difference in how you train for grid versus how you train for CrossFit, right? And grid, it's for speed, and you can kind of, like, tweak things. So when you do a burpee, you can start laying down already. Like, if it's a bar-facing burpee, and you're waiting for somebody, you don't have to stand up and wait behind the line. If somebody's doing bar muscle-ups, I can situate myself and already be on the floor to where I can see. As soon as they are done, I can go. Because they have a referee in each quadrant, right, for okay. each thing. Yep. Um, and you can even start your movement ahead of time. The reps won't count. But that way you're already in mid movement when the one thing is done and they move over. So if we're doing triple touches, for example, which is the toes to bar, chest to bar into the bar muscle up, that's one rep. Um, <laughs> you catch all that. Yeah. So toes to bar, right into right. chest to bar, right into bar muscle up with right. no, like typically when you see it, there's no extra swing. It's just no, boom, it's boom. Just, and then next mm -hmm. one, you're up on top of the bar. Right. So right. it's, yeah. <laughs> so triple touches for you guys who want to practice at home. Toes yeah. to bar, immediately into chest to bar. So without an extra swing, it's just toe touches, chest touches. Right. Mm -hmm. Go through your bottom swing and then right up to the top into a bar muscle up. That's a triple touch. Yes. 
And I find those easier than double touches because the double touch, it's a shorter. That's just the toes to bar, chest to bar. Yeah. So, so anyway, you can start those. Typically, it's a barbell movement before that, usually. Yeah. Um, so they'll be doing the barbell, and you can see the the referee. Where's my hand? Hands going up, and right about there, you want to start. So when they get down to two, one, and they look over, you're already going. Yeah. Because now you're not wasting that time, right? To start. So to start the kick. In that, yeah. Yes, you don't want any dead time. I mean, we've won matches. The this last one we had in playoffs, um, it was weighted pistols and deadlifts and a partner forward is the name of the race. So in partner forward, there's one person working, it's male, female, one person working, the other person is sitting in a box, like there's designated box hash yep. marks. And as soon as they're done, you can switch. But if they're not in the correct box, you're getting no reps. <laughs> you gotta make sure you're in the correct box. I, I did that wrong once. <laughs> um so he, my partner is having problems with the 70 pound pistol, um, 70 pound okay. mill pistol. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, my coach, he's on my team with me. So he already knows, and he played MPGL as well. He was, um, gymnast for them. Okay. So he knows this, like the back of his hand. So when, once, as soon as we get our assignments, all those movements are being like scattered amongst my training. And if I'm having issues with something or if I'm not confident in something, I get a lot of it. So those 50 pound pistols, I got a lot of them. We had them two different versions. One race, it was a 50 pound pistol thruster and one race, it was a, th- <laughs> yeah, it was okay, a 50 so pound. pistol thruster. So single dumbbell, like single arm, do your pistol, come up, pop it over head. Okay. Yeah. Single pistol thrusters or sorry pistol weighted thrust how do you how do you phrase it pistol dumbbell thruster oh pistol dumbbell thruster. okay there we go yeah there we go new <laughs> things to try guys oh my god those are those are interesting um so you can hold the dumbbell on the way down and on the way up you have to let go and it has to be one hand got it okay so you can so give that yourself makes a little, little bit, bit of stability yeah yeah i found it i didn't like to hold it because my shoulder will move a little bit so i just kind of lean <laughs> and go up um so he my partner was struggling with the 70 pound and i just i couldn't look over and the other people because i knew they were catching up i was like just don't watch i just look at the ground <laughs> and then my coach will push me out there it's like okay one and two i crossed a hundredth of a second in front of the other team that's how we won that's tight yeah yeah, it was it was insane. At one point in that race, we were down five points, and then we were back up. We were only down like one point. It okay. was so. If you win a match, if you win a race, it's two yeah. points. Okay. If you finish the race, it's one point. So if you if your team wins the race and the other team can't finish in the time cap, they get zero. Got it. Then there's flags. So you can throw a flag. Your coach can throw a flag. They get one and you can get double the points. Like, no, we're badass. We know that we're going to win this. Nobody's touching us. That team's not touching us. We're throwing a flag. How many flags do you have throughout the entire match? Just one? One. Just one. Um, And then can you lose points? Like if you you throw the flag? They get the extra points. (laughs) 
Got so it. So if you finish, you'll still get one, but they'll get the extra point. So you're like, damn it. That's happened okay. too. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So with the grid, like you, you've just said, okay, you've competed in grid. You've been competed mm-hmm. in CrossFit. You've competed mm-hmm. in IF3. So for yeah. people who don't know, IF3, International Functional Fitness Federation, mm-hmm. they are trying to standardize the sport of fitness and make it um, an, a more of an international competition, you know, potentially getting fitness type events into the Olympics. Yes, that is their goal to get it into the Olympics. Yeah. So you've competed in all three of the, oh, where's my hand? All three yeah, of these. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, you continue to compete in grid and, and CrossFit. Um, and the IF3. IF3 you're, are you doing the IF3 in Egypt? So I was supposed to go to Egypt. Um, yeah. And I was supposed to go to Sweden too. And okay. I ended up not being able to go. And I'm very, very sad. Oh. And it had nothing to do with fitness. It just had everything to do with kind of some work-related issues here at home. Yeah. Um, and financially it just wasn't going to happen this year. So. Okay. so out of the three, what, I mean, you seem to, to love really competing in, in grid. I, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't ask you this question, but of the three, what's your favorite to compete? Uh, um, they're all oh different. Gosh. They're all very different. They're all very different. Team wise. I never knew I loved team so much until I did grid. Like it's the funnest thing I've ever done with a team. I love the fact that I can go out there for 20 seconds and sell my soul and then come out and rest. I really <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, when it comes to individual, IF3 takes care of their people. Yeah. I mean, they just take care of you. And if you need anything, absolutely anything, I could call Mo at like midnight and he would answer his phone, you know, if he heard it ringing. <laughs> yeah. um, they're just, it's a fantastic community of people. Um, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to go visit one of the girls that I met in Australia at Worlds in her country of Aruba in just like a month or two. Um, That's incredible. But I would have never met her had I not done Worlds. I would have never made it to Australia had I not done Worlds, you know? Um, yeah. It was fantastic. It was just a very beautiful experience. And to meet all these people from all over the US, like we stayed together, we did tours together like, you know, touristy little fun stuff. And then we went and threw down and it was just, it was amazing. Um, When it comes to CrossFit, it's, I don't say that I don't like it because I mean, I spend four to six hours in the gym. So if I'm like, if I have free time, I'm in the gym or I'm at work or I'm doing something with my kid, right? Or he's at the gym with me, working out with me. Um, it's, it's very different. I feel like CrossFit's more CrossFit now is like the big, it's not as the mom and pop as FGL is or IF3. Like you just get to know everybody in those two federations, I guess, organizations. That makes sense. Um, Whereas in CrossFit now you don't, (laughs) if you make it, I was on a team last season that went to semis. I helped them get to semis and you're up there to work. You're not really going to get to socialize that much and really meet. And because everybody's stressed, everybody's trying to make the games. Everybody's trying to do everything. Right. I feel like even sanctionals had more of that, like smaller community feel to it than what Mm -hmm. everything does right now as well. And I wonder too, now if, if some of that divide is because of COVID and, and just, you know, like half the sanction, half the events last year were online, half were in person. I didn't get a chance to go to any of the, um, in-person 
um, what were they called? Semifinal events oh, for yeah. CrossFit last year. But I've mm-hmm. been to sanctioned events and things like mm-hmm. Wadapalooza and that in the past. And those always feel like a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, the camaraderie is pretty decent. It, you know, At the top level, when you're in the team competition, I did feel like there was very much a divide with each team. Like right. at regionals, like my team stayed with my team. Everybody yeah. else's team <laughs> stayed with their team and nobody talked to each other mm-hmm. until maybe the end. Yeah, maybe the end, depending on how much you got pissed off during the event. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. some of that pissed off was also getting pissed off at your own team during the event. That's another. Yeah, that's that's a whole other <laughs> thing. That's a whole another thing. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So, from the grid league, what are your favorite like fun skills to do? What are your favorite skills to do in the competition or in the events? Or you know, are you, what's your favorite? Are you do you like the barbell movements? What's your what's your go to? I mean, I usually tell my coach to give me the barbell, but then I did a lot of gymnastics stuff last season, and now I really like that too. Yeah. Um, my coach is a, like has a gymnastics background, so those kind of things are getting easier for me. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the stuff that's easier for me because like, no, I can go fast at that. But <laughs> then I had to learn triple unders this year in 13 days, and I really hated that. That was... <laughs> It was really, really bad. It was, I'm not good at double unders to begin with. And we didn't have a female that could do triple unders and we needed a female that could do it for this particular race. And so I got the, Hey, what you doing text (laughs) from coach. I knew it was, I knew what was coming. Yeah. I was like heading to the gym. So then he calls me. He's like, say bro. I'm like, yes. He's like, I'm going to need you to learn triple unders. I'm like, really? (laughs) that matches in 13 days <laughs> and he's yeah. like you got this i believe in you i'm like fuck sorry <laughs> but it's, that's, good. it's all good so i'm sitting at my gym and i'm like well this is not going well and what i thought was a triple under when i watched the video and put it in slow-mo was a double a really ugly double and i was like okay so then there just happened to be a new coach at our gym she walked in she's like are you trying to learn triple under she's like kind of looked at me funny it's like i am and i had my pre-workout in me and a bang in me so i was like like telling her like my sad story and she's like but my boyfriend is a nationally ranked jump rope champion what so okay yeah like what are the odds so he comes to the gym a couple days later he's not a crossfitter by any means he's probably an inch shorter than me and a good 30 pounds lighter than me and his jump rope only comes to his hips. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you even? And he's like sitting there doing triple unders, like normal normal people would do singles. Yeah. It's like, cool. Can you fix? Can you make me look like that? <laughs> so I mean, I learned them and I got them done, but it took me probably 20 seconds to do 12 of them. Right. So that's pretty good. Not when the other team did it in like eight seconds. It was not very good. Okay. So that's what fair, we but... needed, what we needed to happen was to win every race up to the end because this part was at the end and i told everyone i was like listen if you guys want to beat this team you better make sure that we win every race leading up to this part (laughs) because it's going to be it's going to take me forever i'm going to do them but it's going to take me forever so we did we won almost every race leading so we could have lost that race and still won the match and that's exactly what happened (laughs) you just have that in your back pocket when you go out there knowing that that's it's already locked up you don't have to worry too too much Yes. And you know, people's like lifting face. That was my face 
like just doing, doing that. <laughs> and that's what they posted everywhere. And I kept getting all, so I have friends like on all the teams at this point. Yeah. And everybody kept DMing me. This is my favorite picture of you. Like, I hate you guys so much <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I would say that was a very interesting learning experience. And I asked my coach never to put me in that situation again, but <laughs> triple unders, man, who would have thought? <laughs> you know, it's funny is like we used to train when we were leading up to big events being like, Oh, maybe they'll come up with this. Maybe I'll try that. Mm-hmm. So I remember in 2015 training for regionals, like I was training like triple unders before they announced the event, just like trying to figure out how to do them just in case. Yeah. I remember I was at a, a training session with a bunch of the guys that qualified as well. And we were doing freestanding handstand pushups with a handstand walk in between maps. Yo, stuff when like they that. released that this year, the entire yeah. grid community went Holy shit. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. we're dying because what? Three people finished that event. Three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, that event was, I thought more people would finish it, mm-hmm. but like that deadlift is not light. So for the people who could do the handstands and like kind of flew through them, you mm-hmm. saw some of them just run into a wall with that heavy deadlift. Yes. And I think that they just weren't very smart on how taxing it was going to be like as an athlete, because how yeah. many of them actually practice freestanding handstand pushups, right? No. And when you practice freestanding handstand pushups and, and to that scale, like how they were doing the yeah. um, standard, right? It, there's so much more of your muscles that are going into play oh, than yeah. when you're doing them up against a wall. So they were going unbroken and I'm like, that's a mistake. That's yeah. bad. You should single. If they would have done quick singles, I think in my opinion, quick singles, just to give it like a second, mm-hmm. it might've fared well. I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't have to do it. Obviously no. that would be, <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I, when they announced it, I was like, okay, this will be interesting. And this will be, <laughs> you know, this could go either way, Yeah. but I knew Pat was going to do really well in it. And Turns out he did. He won that <laughs> one. That was good. Yeah. Um, so for for you, are you signed with your team for next season as well? Or are we still? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, the website wasn't working so great to upload my picture yesterday. And I actually had to call him. I was like, hey, I did the paperwork, but the picture's not uploaded. So I'll redo the paperwork. He's like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay. Good. So yeah, so, the letters of intent have been sent out to the current players for this year's team. And then they'll start doing the, um, Oh, the online combine thing again. So the way that works is like the top, the lower ranked teams get to pick first. So the team owners and managers will get to see all the results at the end of the 10 weeks or how many weeks they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then they get to reach out to the athletes that participate in. Okay. So if they're wherever their holes may be in their team, right? And then it gets the the higher ranked teams get last. Got it. So it's almost like a draft from a, mm-hmm. a professional sports team. They, you know, yep. the the winner from the previous season picks last. Yes. Um, is there a lot of travel from the athletes in grid? Like, you know, we talked in you're, you're from Houston or you're the Texas mm-hmm. area, and yeah. you go down to Florida to compete. Yes. It's not that bad. It's like a hundred buck, hundred dollar okay. little. Sometimes, let me tell you, I did the $45 from <clears throat> spirit 
And um, they canceled my flight less than 24 hours before I was supposed to fly out. I was like, this is unacceptable. Oh, no. And it was for playoffs. And I was like, nope. I booked this flight a month ago. Yeah. So they fixed it by the end of it. But that was a really stressful couple hours dealing with them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Especially with it being playoffs. So. Do a lot of other people travel or most people local? Um, On our team, we had three that had to fly in from out of state this past season. We had um, my coaches in Minnesota, and then we had another player in Arizona, and then me. Um, And we had a couple of players that drove like an hour, hour and a half, I think. So that wasn't too bad. Uh Uh-uh. Um. There's another team, Gainesville, like almost half their teams in Texas. I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> like Austin and San Antonio area. Yeah. So, but they, I think that this year making some concessions to help the players that come in from out of state. Okay. So that's kind of the talks that's going to be happening. We'll see. It'd be cool if they, if they can swing it, but Hopefully. And, you you know, you may not be on the the inside of this, but do you see it potentially expanding in the future? Like, are there talks to maybe expand a little bit outside of Florida or? I know there's a grid six up Mm -hmm. north. um, So those teams aren't nearly as big. I haven't seen much of them. So I don't know if COVID kind of wiped them out or not. But I know that there was a grid six for a little bit up there, at least pre-COVID. One of my teammates in the South conference, that's where she came from. She played grid six and then she did the online as well and went to Florida and she was flying in from Jersey. Um, Now she moved to Georgia. (laughs) She still plays. Now she plays in the North conference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I hope so. I know that's the goal. It'd be really great to get something done in Texas. I don't want to run it. I just want to (laughs) play. Yeah. That's Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's different when you have to run things, right? Your, your goals change from being like the best athlete you can be to being like, okay, how can we better this for everybody else? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and like I said, I know that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to grow it, get more teams, get, uh, more people involved and just maybe get it back to kind of where it was with the NPGL at some point. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, what does your training look like right now? What is it, you know, cause we're kind of in the off season for CrossFit for Mm -hmm. the next little bit. We're also in the off season for grid. What does your training look like at this time of year as you're prepping for kind of the next segment of things coming up? This is the first year in 10 years I've had an off season (laughs) (laughs) and I'm kind of antsy about it. Um, I turned down, like I said, I had to turn down Egypt and Sweden. I turned down four teams for Wadapalooza I turned down four more teams for TFX. I was like, nope, sorry, we're not doing qualifiers right now. <laughs> and Good. then I you get the... Take some time off. Oh, I get the, are you sick? Are you broken? Is something wrong? Like, no, nothing's wrong. So I um, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's last year also. So I have flare-ups. And then I was okay. diagnosed with faucets also this past few weeks, actually a couple months, a couple months now. So my body's been kind of up and down. Yeah. So that's why it's fantastic having Roderick as my coach because I can tell him like oh, I don't feel good today or this hurts today, and so he adjusts my training. He he usually gives me one or two days of training, and then I have to check in, and then we adjust and move from there. So this is the healthiest my body's ever been physically. Cool. Um, and having an off season is weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, I just don't know what to do with myself. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go train just. 
because I like it, not because there's something coming up. <laughs> I think that's good for your mind, though. I, yeah. I got really run down constantly just jumping from one competition to the next competition to, you know, I bounce around between CrossFit and weightlifting and mm-hmm. this, this and that. And then there's this little thing here, but I still prep and ramp up for it. And then, yeah. So I think it's good for your mind to take a little time off. Well, and it's nice too, because I can kind of focus, right? Um, I have a weightlifting coach now too, to fix all the little, all the little technical issues. Like, I can clean and jerk 235, 235, but it doesn't look like it's going to go up sometimes. <laughs> or <laughs> like I'd really like to – I used to snatch 185, and now I'm like I haven't seen anything over 175. And it's because when it gets heavier, I start to panic or, you you know, you do weightlifting. Yeah. So like if your ass yeah. goes up first, that barbell's not going to make it, right? No. Um, so we've been fixing little things, and it's nice to lift heavier weights with better technique and not hurt, you know? Or to go in and be able to do all the GHDs and toes to bar and stuff and and build up the stamina for that kind of stuff too. And the shoulder stamina for things. Like I said, with that tear, the hardest part was getting the shoulder stamina back. Yeah. Um, at one point, I could do 80 handstand pushups unbroken and still work out like in the middle of a wad. <laughs> and it took me a long time to be able to do that again. Um, yeah. But it's there. It's getting there. So I'm just grateful to have the coaches in the corner in my corner that I have now. Awesome. Well, Sophia, thank you very much for your time. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate hearing about grid and learning. Uh, where can everybody find you if they want to find out more about you or the league? Um, I'm on Instagram, CrossFit Sophia Jane. And the league is uh, Florida Grid League. They're also on Instagram or you can Google Florida Grid League and it'll pull up. Don't do FGL. It'll pull up the band. You have to type okay. in Florida, Florida Grid League. League. <laughs> yeah. okay. And they Noted. have all the players and all the teams and all our sponsors and like how to get involved. Everything's on the website. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck this off season. <laughs> thanks. With the Wadproof Pro Experience, you'll get instant access to training programs from some of the best coaches on the planet. From full training programs in the gym and at home to movement-specific programs for weightlifting, gymnastics, engine, endurance, rowing, and more. We have a program that is designed for your needs, whether you are a beginner or a pro. Every training session introduces a series of questions. Am I happy with my performance? Where could I have gone faster? When will I be ready to go again? For Wadproof Pro athletes, also this question. What can I learn from that workout? With a Wadproof Pro subscription, you gain access to a complete training toolbox. From a full-featured exercise log, to side-by-side comparisons, to the ability to record your heart rate right alongside your rounds and reps. You have at your fingertips everything you need to learn, to make progress, and to go into tomorrow's training more prepared than today's. The best athletes are the best students. And with your Wadproof Pro subscription, you will have in your pocket the education you need to elevate your training and uncover the many lessons that every single workout offers you. Subscribe today so you can get better tomorrow.